What a blessed morning it is this morning. I welcome you to a beautiful day, a glorious day, an exciting day. Today is particularly very special to me and my family, really, really very special. I woke up um, maybe about 2 a.m., seeking the Lord and, of course, dancing, you know, rejoicing, practically dancing in God's presence because of His faithfulness. Praise the Lord with me, for He is good and His mercies endure it forever. God is good unto us. My father, Dr. Steve Olu Agbana, turned 70 this morning and I just want to bless the Lord for the life of that wonderful man of God who brought me to salvation, who taught me the ways of righteousness, who instructed us in the ways of the Lord. Such a mighty servant of the Lord is being a blessing to my generation as served the Lord faithfully for more than 45 years. What a blessing. What a great blessing to serve under the leadership of Apostle Stephen Olu Agbana, the founding pastor and general overseer of Compassion of Jesus Global Mission. This man of God has inspired inspired me so much. He has been a blessing to my family and to so many people. I came to the Lord through his ministration. My wife at the age of 14 gave her life to Christ under the ministration of this amazing man of God. I have never seen any man at that close range who is so devoted and committed to prayers. My father, Dr. Steve Agbana, can be on his knees. I mean, I've seen him on his knees praying without getting up for eight hours non-stop. Eight hours non-stop. That is not trivial. I am so blessed, so honored to be associated with this great servant of Jesus. I specially join the host of heaven and the wonderful people here on earth that have been greatly impacted by the ministry of our Father, our beloved Father, in the faith, Apostle Steve Olu Agbano. We thank God for your life, and we appreciate you so deeply, and we pray that the Lord will add more years to your life, and more life to your years. Thank God for his grace upon your life. You have taught us the good and the godly way. And we trust the Lord that the God who has kept you over the years will continue to keep you, to sustain you, to uphold you with his right hands of righteousness. Amen and amen. We love you. Happy birthday. Father, we thank you for your servant this morning. We exalt and glorify your name for the great and wonderful things you've done in his life and through his life for our generation. We join the host of heaven to celebrate a beloved servant of God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.
We've been talking about covenant. How to sustain the anointing of the Holy Spirit and power upon your life. As an individual, as a child of God, as a minister of the gospel, regardless of where you are in the spiritual spectrum, there is a dimension of grace upon your life that must be sustained, that must be kept. And how do you do that? We've established that first of all, you must stay committed and stay true to your covenant with God. You must be dedicated to your covenant with yourself. Like Job, I've made a covenant with my eyes not to behold a made lustfully. And of course, you must be in very strong covenant relationship with genuine and trustworthy people who are ready to support you. People ready to support. People committed. Committed to the grace of God, to the power of God, to the anointing of God upon your life. If you are going to sustain the anointing, you must make no deals with the enemy. No covenant with the enemy. And finally this morning, I want to say unto you that if you want to sustain the anointing of God upon your life, you must avoid those who have made covenant with death and hell. Those who have made covenant with death and hell. A very wonderful senior friend who is an international missionary shared this story, his personal story, with my wife and I when we visited him a few months ago. He was posted to a village in one of the countries in West Africa. He arrived at the village with his wife and children and was so happy, I mean, incredibly happy to be allocated a very big and well-furnished mansion in the village almost at no cost. Of course, he moved into this mansion with all joy and was greatly fascinated with the beauty and the grandeur of this amazing and lovely building. Shortly after moving into this good building, certain strange and horrible things were happening in the family of this wonderful, fine missionary. The anointing could not find expression through him as it should. He was anointed, he was filled with the Holy Ghost, but he couldn't just understand why certain strange things would be happening. A man who was posted to a village to set the captives free, to deliver those tormented by the devil and his agent, to make full proof of his ministry and impact lives, was under severe attack himself. He could not understand nor explain what was happening to him at the time. 
when he could no longer bear the impact of the satanic attacks against his wife, against his children, against his ministry, he decided to seek the Lord. And in the place of prayer and intense agonization or intercession, he was directed by the Holy Spirit to find out more about the beautiful house he was living in. As he began to inquire, he discovered that the house was owned by a past president of the country. And that house was specially built and used by this past president to renew his covenant with death and hell. So from time to time, the past president will come to the house secretly and a human being, a human being would be sacrificed, killed. And this president would soak himself in the blood of the unlucky victim. This he did multiple times in a year to reinforce himself and protect himself at the expense of innocent lives. So that house, that house was a center where the president of the country came to renew and fortify his covenant with death and hell. Unknown to this anointed missionary, he could not function in the anointing of God upon his life because he was indirectly connected with a man who had made covenant with death and hell. And worse still, he lived in the building, the building that was specially devoted, built to service a covenant with death and hell. He never knew the reason why everyone in the community avoided the building until he began to experience strange things. Many people have continued to languish in difficult situations and the anointing upon them cannot find expression because of their association or connection directly or indirectly with men or women or family relatives, business partners, colleagues in the office who have made covenant with death and hell. Is this real? Can this be scriptural? Absolutely yes. Isaiah chapter 28 verse 14. Therefore, hear the word of the Lord, you scoffers who rule these people in Jerusalem. Verse 15. You boast. You boast. We have entered into a covenant with death. With the realm of the dead, we have made an agreement. Can you see that? When an overwhelming scourge sweeps by, it cannot touch us. For we have made a lie our refuge and falsehood our hiding place. 
Do you see that? I have always wondered why some dangerous, wicked, and satanic men, rulers of nations, I've wondered why they always live long despite all their evil deeds and wickedness. You find out that those who seem to be really wicked tend to live longer. Now I know. I know that they have made covenant. Most of them have made covenant with death and hell. These people use the lives and destinies of other people to service their covenant with death and hell so that when death comes knocking at their door they are bypassed and another person another innocent person is put in their place oh yes wicked businessmen and women have made covenant with death and hell some have made covenant with hell and death to gain and retain political powers, some to get fame and make name for themselves. Others have made covenant with death and hell to gain mystical power with which they can run their ministry and gain large following. To work, to partner, or be associated with such people who have made covenant with death and hell is to restrain the flow of the anointing of God upon your life. The amazing missionary who had witnessed great manifestation of the power of God in diverse places, a man who had been mightily used of God in different locations, could not function as soon as he moved into this strange building because he lived in a house where the covenant with hell and death had been serviced. He could not function in his calling and in the anointing until he confronted and disabled the power of hell and death. Once he gained victory and took down the altars and gnawed the covenant with death and hell, things turned around and he witnessed the mighty manifestation of the power of God in that region. Wow! Some unfaithful spouses in their lust for pleasure and fleshly gratification have made covenant with death and hell. Like the young fellow, devoid of understanding, described in Proverbs chapter 7, they have been seduced by the satanic harlot whose house is the way to hell and in a bid to satisfy their carnal desires, they descend into the chambers of death. My dear friends, do not take for granted the fact that people who have made covenant with death and hell are all over the place and they are looking for who 
to pollute, who to negatively influence with their satanic covenant. They are looking for those who they can use in exchange. Those who they can use to service their covenant. But hear what Isaiah the prophet prophesied by the Spirit in Isaiah 28 verse 16 to 18. He says, so this is what the sovereign Lord says. See, I lay a stone in Zion, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone for a sure foundation. The one who relies on it will never be stricken with panic. I will make justice the measuring line and righteousness the plumb line. Hail will sweep away your refuge, the lie, and water will overflow your hiding place. Verse 18, your covenant with death will be annulled. Your agreement with the realm of the dead will not stand when the overwhelming scourge sweeps by you will be beaten down by it. Oh yes, oh yes, their covenant with death and hell would be annulled. No more hiding place for them anymore. No more, no more. Death would take a hold over them and they would depart to hell where they belong if they fail to repent. Such people are in government of nations, they are in the parliament, they are in the villages, they are in the cities, they are in the business world, they are in the entertainment industry, they are in the fashion world, they are everywhere. They are even in our churches, in our neighborhoods. But listen to me, dear friends. The game is up. Their time is up. They either repent or be restrained and confined to the place of permanent destruction. For I stand, I stand in the name of Jesus to declare Psalm 124 verse 7 unto you, which says, Our soul has escaped. Our soul has escaped. Our soul has escaped. As a bird from the snare of the fowlers, the snare is broken and we have escaped. We have escaped. I decree in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ this morning that every covenant, every association, every connection, legal link, legal interaction with men and women and people who have made covenants with death, with hell, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, such a link, such a relationship, such a connection is hereby broken, is hereby destroyed. For we have escaped. Our soul has escaped as a bird from the snare of the fowlers. And the snare is broken. The power of hell is broken. And we have escaped. We have escaped. We have escaped. Have escaped. Hallelujah. Amen. Since I started for the kingdom, since my life 
the more.